Hey, uh, Chris Gadsby is my name. It is my pleasure to be part of this family. It's a pleasure to be a Christian, and uh, we know what that means. We struggle each day to uh, be an imitator of Christ, and uh, I'm one that fails miserably, but thank God that uh, he gives us uh, another chance every day to uh, keep walking forward with him, you know. So, um, look. I was the youngest of three sons. I was born in 1951, so do, do your maths. I'm getting up there a little bit. And um, for the first 40 odd years of my life, um, first of all, I want to start with a scripture that means so much to me. Proverbs 23 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. So hold on to that. You know, hold on to that. As a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. So I'm the youngest of three. I was born in 51. I had a lot of sickness as a child. I had my tonsils out twice before I was five. And um, so um, I was in hospital, Calvary Hospital in uh, Wellington, and they had me uh, on a drip. I was 105 degrees temperature for over six weeks. You die at that. So I was unconscious. And they brought out a new wonder drug called penicillin. And they were pumping that in apparently into my bum every four hours, which gave me, uh, you know, um, a, a bad tolerance to that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pins and needles, <laughs> but but yeah, and but anyway, um, so hence going through in school up until I was a teenager, I missed a lot of schooling. I, yeah, I've got hearing aids, um, scar tissue on the eardrums, and, and so I was off with abscess in the ears a lot, you know. And so I missed a lot of schooling, and you guys were on three and three is six, and four and four is eight, and I was still on two and two, you know. And you know what kids do to other kids that seem to be behind the eight ball. They take the out of them, you know, and, and so they. Um, so I grew up with a low self-esteem, and I had a very older brother who was confident, and everything seemed to work good for him. And and so, as a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. So I grew up negative, and many people within the church and many people in life suffer from this problem, you know. Stinking thinking, you know, wrong thinking. You'll get a wrong result, you know. And so, as I thought in my heart, so I was. So I gravitated to, even, although I've always been a worker, I did an apprenticeship in butchering, I worked berserk hours, you know, but I used to love to party as well. And so I partied all night and anything, I grew up in the hippie era, so everything that came along, I had to try it, you know. And, and so I did, and with an abundance, you know. And, um, and it kept me going, you know, there was a lot of speed involved in that. And, and so... I'd just work day and night and, and party day and night. And, but there always comes a point where you've got to pay the ferryman. It used to be a program on TV, you know, you've got to pay the ferryman. Well, I got through, I had a couple of um, mental and emotional breakdowns through my life, you know, just burnout, you know. And, but I'd get up and fire again and um, marriage break up and then remarried with Yvonne, met a beautiful lady, you know, and we decided to shift away Waikato, get away from my mates and everything. It's all their fault, you know. Like, and so I'll get, I'll get away and and I'll be a new person, you know. But it's called an AA or NA. It's called a geographical. You do a geographical, but you don't run away from him who's inside this shirt, you know. So we shifted up to the Waikato, but I was still the same, and I started doing my same old things again, you know, um, and living on the wrong side of the law and and, and angry and. You know, and uh, I got to the point 
I, got, I became a, a Christian. God, I, I haven't got time to tell you the whole thing. God audibly spoke to me in a paddock. While I was dead in my sins, the audible voice of God, I wasn't nowhere near a church. I hated church. I hated Christians. I hated anything to do with it. While I was dead in my sin, God spoke to me. And as I got onto the tractor, we were nearly bankrupt. God said, um, you're a son of God. And as Jesus died and rose in three days, it's going to rain in three days' time. If you looked at the long-term forecast, there was no rain anywhere, anywhere in sight. We were nearly bankrupt. Take all that and take all that into account. The negative thinking. I became a I became a Christian. It did rain on the third day. I'm just trying to sort of shorten the whole thing. It rained on the third day. Amazing. I met a guy who used to be a bouncer in a pub in Palmy years ago when he threw me out a few times. And but anyway, <laughs> I met him. He'd become a Christian nine months after God spoke to me in the paddock. I um, gave my heart to the Lord. Gave my heart to the Lord. But I want to say, anyone who here become or is thinking of becoming a Christian, you've got to know who you are in Christ. That's part of my testimony, the main part of my testimony. You've got to know who you are in Christ. Because if I got needles in my bum when I was young with penicillin, Satan will kick you black and blue. If you don't know who you are in Christ and you don't stand on the Word of God, the Word of God is it's, it's everything, you know, and you can tell him, you know, and he has to flee from you. It says, if you put the armor of God on, stand firm. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18. You put the armor of God on, and it says, above all else, stand firm and resist the devil, you know, and you stand on the word of God and you declare the word of God. Here I am all these years later, and I just want to say um, what an incredible journey it's been. First 10 years, I was kicked black and blue. I didn't know who I, I was still in the world. I was still going back and smoking and doing all the, you know, and then I was over here a Christian and I'm going back and nobody's coming with me, you know, my brothers and friends and all that. I had to do it on my own. I had to go on my own, you know, and uh, Fraser's over here. I went to Fraser. He was my doctor. I went to Fraser and there was another counsellor out the back here and the counsellor, um, John David, uh, an island guy. And between Fraser and John, um, David, we made a pact, no drugs, no antidepressants, you know, they monitored it, and but, you know, like I'm not saying not to do that, you need to get medical advice. We did that. First time in my life, I've always been on medicine, drugs, for sickness and things, you know, and then all the illicit stuff. And then we made a pact that they were going to watch me and, and, and we're going to check in. And I went out there twice a week for a year, and then another eight months for once a week. And I reprogrammed the computer. As a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. You change, you change the man, you change the thinking, the Bible says, you will change the man. You put rubbish into a computer, you will get rubbish out. My computer was filled with loathing, self-loathing, and, and all that, you know, and... There's hundreds and thousands of Christians all around the world that pull out of going to church because it's the church's fault. If someone said this, they offended me. If we change, we can only, I can't change anybody here. I can't change anybody. Personally in God, I'm the only person. I can't change my wife. I've tried. I tried for years. It was all her fault, you know? You know? And there's a, there's a, um, in a Westminster tomb, 
there was a guy, uh, and a priest from years ago. He said, when I was young, he said, I tried to change the world. And alas, nothing would change. So he said, as I got older, he thought, I'll change my wife. <laughs> alas, that didn't happen. And he said, and as we got on a bit further and we had children, I tried to change them. And alas, they didn't change either. He says, now as I lie on my deathbed, he realized that I've only changed myself. I may have changed my wife, which may have changed my children, which may have changed the world, you know? And, and, and so we're already busy out there trying to do things, and that's great. But if we change ourselves and be an imitator of Christ, a Christian is to be an imitator of Christ. If we do that, we will change people around us, you know? And so... Um, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve of what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I always, what's my will in my life, you know? Does it change my wife? Is it, what is it? You know, God, through doctors and counselors, and am I perfect, as I said when I first got up here? Don't look at me at that, you know. I'm just another brother walking down the road with you guys and I make mistakes. I'm nearly 69 and I still make mistakes. And God says, come on. That's the only reason I think I'm a Christian because, you know, God says, arm around you. Well, okay, you mucked up today, but no condemnation. Romans 8.1 says, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Come on, brother, put the arm around and we'll walk another day. Let's, let's, let's try today. You know, the 13th didn't work. Let's try the 14th. What a loving God we serve, you know. What a beautiful name. What a powerful name. What a healing name. You know, what a loving name. What a giving name. It's the name of Christ. And he's the only person I've ever come across in life that um, there's no condemnation. Come on, let's walk another mile. Let's walk another day. Oh, praise God. And my whole life, and if people in here suffer with fear, lots of people out in the world suffer with fear. First scripture I ever learned. I used to run around the tanker track. As I said, we had a little farm and I was share milking and that. I used to run around the tanker track and I was trying to give up drugs. And, and uh, I thought I had people out to pray for me, deliverance, um, and, you know, like anxiety. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God didn't, now listen to this. You say it so, for God didn't give me a spirit of fear. What's that intimate? It intimates that somebody or something is giving you a spirit of fear. For God didn't give me a spirit of fear. There's only one other person, and he's a mongrel named Satan. For God didn't give me a spirit of fear. Satan, serious, Satan wants to put a spirit of fear on you. Anxiety, and I added to it, anxiety, timidity, worry, confusion, depression. You know, and that's what Satan wants to do. You're not good enough. You can't do that. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Absolutely, in Christ, we can do all things. Philippians 13 says, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And the Word of God is all-powerful. I don't care what you have come up against. You're coming up against bankruptcy. You're coming up against a possible marriage failure. You're coming up against this or that or drugs or negative thinking. Will it happen overnight? No. But as you dig into the Word of God, as you stand on the Word of God, God is faithful. His word is faithful. His word is faithful. And I just want to finish with Philippians. 4, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Do not be anxious about anything. 
But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And seven says, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then it says, finally, Chris, fix your mind on whatever is noble, pure and right and lovely and admirable. If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. And I learned that off by heart. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's good. And I kept having all these problems, you know. And then it says in 9, it says, whatever you've learned, whatever you've received, whatever you've heard, whatever you've seen in me, put it into practice, you dummy. You know, like, so I'm learning all the stuff off by heart and I'm thinking I'm cool, but I didn't put it into practice. Put it into practice. Use the word of God. You're standing against bankruptcy. You're standing against fear at school. I can't do that exam or things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Stand on the word of God, whatever your circumstances are, and declare the word of God over it and declare it. And I used to do it 20, 30, 40. I'd get peace from anxiety and depression. I ended up in a forest that far down. I'm a dear, dear hunter, you know. I ended up gun in my mouth, and I've planned it, and I'm, I'm doing it, you know, and I have walked, this is the faithfulness of God, I have walked thousands of miles, Jamie will tell you, we walk thousands of miles, and you never see any deer, you know, you, you do, you odd one, you sort of, I'm there, and there was, lo, there was big trees, and low undergrowth coming down to here, and I dropped to my knees, and it's in there, and I've got, <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but that's where I was at, that's how bad I was at, the gun in there, trigger on the finger, finger on the trigger, and I'm crying, God, if you will save me, I will do anything for you. I will do anything for you. And you will not believe, as close as that child there, four deer whistled at me. <whistles> they were Japanese deer. And, they, and three went that way, and I pulled that out of there, and I, I can't get a shot. One goes there, and I can't get a shot. And then the old saying is, they, they don't know who you are. They circle back on you. So I put my hand up, I put it down. I wait for a half an hour, waiting for them to come back for me. They never came back. They didn't come back, but the moment had passed. That's the faithfulness of God. That's the faithfulness of God, you know. Praise God. Any other time, I'd planned it for weeks. Any other, how did that happen? Only God made that happen, you know. And I'll just finish with Galatians 5. It says, life by the Spirit. You either live life by the Spirit or you live life by the flesh. If you... Um, satisfy the desires of the flesh. You know what all that is. It's lust and it's everything else. You know, if your eyes are on that or your eyes are on the things of God, if you, whatever you're going through today, whatever you're going through, look for a scripture. Google it. Do what you need to. Find a scripture that suits whatever you're going through and you write it down on a cue card. My wallet used to be full of them, you know, and put it in there and you take it as medicine. 10 times a day, 20 times a day. You take it and you learn it off by heart. And whenever those thoughts come at you, you stand against it. I am not going and bankrupt. No, greater is he that is in me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Praise you, Jesus. And you do that and you will see the faithfulness of God come through. God, God I wouldn't be here today. God is just, I, I am absolutely blessed. If you come for lunch, we've got a beautiful home just a home, but it's a beautiful home. But I'm, I've got a wife that's just, she's just beautiful, you know. 
I've got three sons, I've got two grandsons, another one on the way. You know, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't even be here if I was. I'd be on my own somewhere or, you know, I'd have drunk myself to death or something, you know. God is, God is faithful. God is good. And I'll just leave it at that. If you've got a problem, you'll, um, you'll find the answer in the Word of God. And stand on it, and stand on it, and stand on it, and become a man and a woman of God that stands on the Word of God, and you, you will see victory in your life. Yeah, amen.